0: Hey guys, welcome to Been There, the podcast giving visibility to the collegiate female athlete experience through the power of story sharing. With athletes from across the country, we speak candidly about the highs and the lows of the life of a female college athlete. My name is Kira, uh, I'm a varsity athlete at Stanford, and I'm going to be your host for today's story. So today we're going to be talking to Nikki. She is a graduating senior on the lacrosse team at William & Mary. So, first, we're going to listen to Nikki's story, and then Nikki and I are going to talk again after and have a discussion about some of the topics that she touched on in her story. We're so excited for you to take a listen.
1: My name is Nikki Bryce, and I play Division I on the Cross at William and Mary. And I'm going to tell you a bit about my story and my journey. My journey started off like very low. University and college was super hard in the beginning. Obviously, you go in super excited about a new opportunity and playing the sport you love and meeting these new teammates and coaches and friends. But my journey started with like a really dark cloud over it. And my dad was terminally ill with cancer back in San Francisco. So... I wasn't even considering going to school. And obviously he was like, you need to go to school, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I was in this like really small town of Williamsburg trying to like be super present while all this was going on. And eventually in October, my dad passed away from cancer. And like, it is just earth shattering. And me being at the time, what, 19, 19. You feel so unbelievably lost and you're surrounded by people who have met you for like a month. So this time was like probably the lowest in my whole life. And I'm going and running 300s and like trying to go out and like be with my team. So you can imagine the mix of emotions. But at the same time, what I realized in these two months that I was three months I was in schools that I have this family that's so big it's 30 girls who could not care for me more and love me with all their heart and so that's something that made me feel stronger but at the same time I want to touch on a point too where I thought I was doing so well after my dad was passing because I wasn't crying every day and I was going to class and I was going to practice and I was playing well and I was putting a smile on my face and doing my work and like grinding and then looking back at it I'm like holy shit like I was literally a robot and I think this can be super relatable for athletes going through anything like you are taught as a division one athlete to put your head down and like put your grief aside and put your sadness aside and like go to practice and perform and like go to class and perform and be happy with your teammates and support your teammates and I look back at this and I was like oh my gosh I was a literal robot so I think that's also something to touch on in my journey and that's something you have to like recognize in the moment to be like Yes, I'm going through the motions, but like, am I truly happy and what is going on in that sense? So anyways, when I thought I was getting a bit better and that I was getting my feet under me and playing, well, good lacrosse, my first freshman season, the world decided to just test me again. And beginning of my sophomore season, I tore my ACL and yet again, I like had a huge identity taken from me. And, like, my first one was being my dad's daughter and, like, being Sean Price's daughter and, like, having that pride. And then the second one was tearing my ACL. The only thing that helped me cope and the only thing that gave me clarity in this whole situation and when I was on the field, I felt like I wasn't thinking about anything else besides the next play in front of me was also taking away from me. So this was a time in my life where I have no idea who I am like not a single clue of who Nikki Price is. And I think a lot of people in college go through this rebuilding stage and it's so unbelievably scary. But again, my team rallied behind me and never let me falter. And they also didn't let me go into this dark hole. They would ask me the hard questions and would let me talk about my dad and support me through this whole process. But I also had to do a lot of soul searching of like who I am outside of lacrosse and outside of Sean Price's daughter and so I was just constantly rebuilding and trying to find things that made me happy. I absolutely love fashion and I just dove into that and I love doing little things with my friends and going on hikes while I hobbled with my new ACL Um, and this is where I become like so proud and like actually really really emotional about my journey because i feel like any athlete in college like goes through so much and you like come out on the other side so much stronger and it just makes me and every single athlete right now lacrosse athlete who had their seasons taken away all of that is becoming like this huge community that's coming around each other and becoming stronger from it so i think i just obviously want to leave my story on here for people who are going through a hard time right now in college and are struggling but know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and lean into the people around you and lean into the people who love you and use your optimism use your growth mindset and know you're going to become stronger for it like you're going to make it through um, because there's been many times in my life where I'm like holy shit like I don't want to get up like I don't want to my day. I don't want to do any of it. Um, But I just want to leave everyone with that story and know that you're not alone. And let's constantly keep growing together.
0: First I just want to thank you for being so honest in your story and what I think is really cool about your story is that so many little pieces of what you're saying are just so relatable to every athlete although you definitely experienced it on such an extreme level. So kind of going off that um, every division one athlete can relate to that college athletics is not something you can really prepare for. Could you just walk me through those first couple of weeks at school and transitioning into college and leaving your home?
1: Yeah, of course. From an athletic standpoint, I always say this, no matter how many 300s you run, no matter how much you lift, just from a physical standpoint, it is going to literally knock you down. You're not going to recognize your body. And I feel like I touched on this a little bit, but just the first month of seeing your body change from lifting as a female was really hard for me. You're running all the time, you're lifting, and that's what you're supposed to do for a sport. And that's how you get successful. But in high school, that was not the ideal body. So I think. Going off the bat, that was really challenging for me. Another part as well is that every day you have to show up for practice, no matter, again, my dad was terminally ill with cancer. I'm in this small town that in the beginning I absolutely hated. And no matter your circumstances, you had to literally show up and perform and hold your tears back, hold everything that's going on back and show up. So both of those, I think, were like by far the hardest aspects of being a division one athlete is just performing every single day. And then at the same time though, you realize that everyone's doing it. And that's kind of why I said in my story that every single person on my team was with me and some other people had really hard days and you kind of have to like lift each other up. And that's when you become a family and a team. And so you realize that really early on. And I'm kind of saying that just to be vulnerable as an athlete is that everyone's going through that and you literally cannot get through it alone. There's just no shot you can. And there's been so many times in the beginning where I'm like crying under my goggles and my teammates like pull it together. And I'm like, I know. So um, I think just knowing going into collegiate sports that it's not going to be easy and it's such an adjustment and nothing can prepare you for it. But just to know that you're coming into a big family that will always have your back and support you.
0: Um, so I was just wondering if there was some moment or anything that really changed a relationship with your teammates and got really past that initial boundary and got to know them on that deeper level. Yeah, my team knew about my dad, but like even
1: for other athletes, again, you are like taught to not break down and taught to not really show your emotion. And so for a long time, everyone was like, kind of what I said in my podcast, like robot mode, like you just go from place to place and you like, you do it, you have to get you do what needs to get done. Um, and I think the breaking point for me was it was after my dad passed. Again, I was like in robot mode. It was a like winter time. And I literally had a panic attack in practice, full blown, absolutely crying. And I, I couldn't hold it in because again, I was pushing myself so hard. And I was shocked to see like the way my team came around me, not only in that moment, obviously like someone's crying, so they help you. But after that, I feel like they finally realized what I needed and they realized I can't just push it down so my teammates would ask me the hard questions and talk to me about this but I think it's a two-way street and I as an athlete just being vulnerable with the people around you I think is so helpful kind of like what you said everyone's going through something and what I what's helped me my whole life from three years after my dad died is like owning my story and being like look this sucked I had the hardest time and I was really really depressed and all this stuff and then people are allowed to help you but if you don't communicate then no one can help you. And I feel like a lot of people and a lot of athletes are like, why aren't people checking in on me? I looked sad today. Or like, why aren't people, I'm like, no one, and I I used to do this. I used to be like, why aren't people texting me that I'm, are you doing okay? But no one can read your mind. And I used to get so upset about that. But I think once you realize that and you ask for help, it's gonna make the world of difference. So I think that was the biggest turning point.
0: And then after that, my team constantly rallied behind me in everything I did. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, is there an a, a point that really made you realize that you had to be the one taking that first step to reach out to people? Yeah, I, again, like, I feel like I, the first two months, and this
1: goes to anything, like I tore my ACL, any injury or anything that traumatic happened, or even you had like a shit practice or anything, like people will always reach out in the first week or month. And it's going to feel like so nice. You're going to have all the support and all this love. And I will stand by this. The hardest part of my dad's death was not like the first three months. It was easily the end of that year because everyone goes on to their life, which they should. Of course, they're not going to wake up and be like, oh, how's Nikki doing today? Or like, oh, Nikki's dad died. They're not going to think that way. But my world was paused. And for a lot of people who are in injury, like your world is stuck in this place and you feel like you are in like quicksand. But everyone around else around you keeps moving. And so in this time, in these months after, like five to six months after my dad died, I was like, oh my gosh, like everyone around me is moving. And I first was really angry. I'm like, why is no one checking in on me? This is so unfair. And then I finally realized that you need to talk to people. They don't know. They can't read your mind. And so I think that's just important to understand that your friends love you, but they don't know And so I think that's the like most important time with anything as a division one athlete is like after the initial shock of anything, just to know that no one can read your mind and communicate and be vulnerable and people will help you. So,
0: yeah, I think that's just so important as being able to feel confident in yourself and just knowing that people will support you once you take that first step. Um, I was also just wondering if you used any other resources like school resources during that time. Yeah. um, After my dad died, my
1: mom wanted me to go to therapy. Obviously, I was super hesitant. I feel like there's a really bad stigma to therapy. I've never used it before. And I was absolutely terrified too. I ended up not using school resources. I went to someone outside of school. Um, But I like still use her three years later. It was by far the most helpful resource I probably had in that time. Not only when my dad passed because I could talk about it like subjectively and get things off my chest and it's not a teammate, it's not a friend, like there's no guilt to it, you just sit there and vent and I think it was so beneficial to me but even now after my dad passed, there's so many stupid things I go to her and I'm like I need to get this out and so I'm now like full on advocate of every single person. I'm like I don't even care if you think that you are the happiest person in the world, everyone should go to therapy. Um, yeah. So that was super helpful for me.
0: Um, other than that, not really. I just, yeah, just therapy. Yeah, no, that's awesome that she was able to help you that much. Um, it's so weird that there's such a huge stigma around athletes, even to go see sports psych, which is crazy, um, just because I feel like it's so much more prevalent than people think it is. Yeah. I do have one more. Now that you bring up sports psych, I I did have a poor
1: experience with William & Mary's sports psych um, and just I think it was a hard like I went in there about my dad and my performance and I think that experience kind of threw me away from sports psych because I guess it's hard like emotionally and sports performance and they go hand in hand but a sports psychologist isn't a therapist so I had a rough experience with that which I think kind of like threw me off sports psychology so I have never used that but I think that would have been super beneficial to me and I think college colleges need to like put way more money into that and I think it's super super helpful because even after my ACL I had a horrible year after my ACL like I was recovered for a year and was ready to play and just could not perform because I was so terrified it would happen again. And that was the time where I needed someone like a sports psych to help me through that. And so I just think in every college, they probably need to spend more money and more time and resources on the mental aspect of the game.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of going back to your ACL tear, I was just kind of wondering uh, with about your relationship with your teammates and even with the sport of lacrosse. Um, and how they changed during that time, if you want to talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. Um, So I tore
1: my ACL my beginning beginning season of my sophomore year. And similar to that, again, I was kind of in a selfish mindset. Whenever you get injured, you're like, why did this happen to me? This is horrible. I'm on the bench. I was such... In the beginning, I was a shitty teammate. I was just that girl at the end of the bench in her brace, like f this like I hate this I should be out there playing I had a good start to my sophomore year I literally look back and I'm like why were you like that um and then I kind of had a turning point I think one of the, like the upperclassmen was like stop feeling sorry for yourself you have such a big voice on the bench and you can literally be a catalyst of this team and that's when I think I realized the importance of just like being a teammate and regardless my team at the moment was super into like who's playing the coaching staff kind of had this culture that wasn't maybe extremely healthy and so once I moved past that and I had no control of seeing the field I was like I have a job to be a good teammate and then that showed me what good leadership was and how important it was to have high energy on the bench and all these girls who work so freaking hard but get no playing time and how to lift them up so I think tearing my ACL made me into a better teammate and a better leader in that sense um so I think that was the biggest lesson I took from it. Lacrosse too. I, I talked about this with identity. I lost my identity of being like my dad's daughter because daughter, he was this great tech guy and sporty and I was like, that's who I am and I lost that. And then I lost the identity of being a really strong lacrosse player and using my athleticism. And I, I said this before, I was like, I have no idea who I am. Like both of these are taken away. And it makes me realize again lacrosse isn't everything people are like find a hobby what do you like to do and i was like i could not tell you like what like fly kite i literally could not tell you what i like to do so again this is a time where i had to do like a ton of soul searching and i was like okay outside of lacrosse what makes me super happy and i absolutely love fashion and so i got into the fashion club and kind of dove into that and so I mean, I'm super proud of myself now coming through it. But in the moment, any athlete who gets their sport taken from you, you're like, what do I do now? So I think identity searching was also a huge part of that.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's just so important um, for people who are injured and going into college or even just people who are on the team. You need that extra thing or just something outside of lacrosse or whatever sport that you're passionate about. That's so awesome that you found that for yourself um so I guess is there anything you'd want to tell your high school or freshman college self um if you could communicate with old Nikki
1: oh god I'm like literally already getting emotional about this but um I think for me it's like you can make it through anything I remember so many days where it's so freaking hard and I'm like I literally can't do this like I was like I am packing up and I'm going home and I quit school and I quit lacrosse and that's it and I'm done and I've been through too much for this life like I'm just so done and so when I look back at it and now that I'm here and I've made it through and I'm so proud of the person I am today and um that I've conquered all of this stuff and even for anyone who's like made it through anyone who's graduated right now it's through college athletics who's done division one it's like you have freaking conquered it too um So I think what I would say to myself is that no matter how hard it is, you're gonna be able to get through it and have faith in that, be vulnerable enough to have people lift you up around you. Um, And so, yeah, I think we don't give ourselves credit of how tough we are. And then my last thing is at the end of the day is own your story. I had such a hard time talking about my dad for the longest time, I couldn't. And now I'm like, this is my story and I'm so freaking proud of it. I am a baller person. And I've made it through all of this stuff. So, yeah, that's kind of like a long gibberish way to say it. But I, I guess just be resilient and that like you can make it through anything.
0: Yeah. Uh. Thank you so much. Um. So your plans for next year, you said that you're going to Scotland.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to do a master's program at St. Andrews um, in Scotland, which will be fun. I'm going to be playing lacrosse there. The program's a bit different. So I literally, there's like A team, B team, C team. It's like not division one and stuff, but I'm going to be playing and coaching, which is crazy. So I'll play for like the top team and then coach the lower team, which will be cool. And I'm doing, um, a master's in global marketing, which I really would love to get into if I could work in Europe and do marketing. Um, and then I just, um, reached out to the Scottish national, um, lacrosse, like coach, and i'm going to try out for that team because my grandfather was born in scotland and that works out so anyways things seem to be falling into place and i can't wait for this new opportunity i'm just excited to like meet new people and
0: experience new things so yeah it's going to be it's going to be a new adventure <laughs> wow that's just going to be such an awesome experience um And I'm so excited for you. Uh, And I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time uh, to to share your story with us. It's been awesome to hear from you. Yeah, I'm honored to be part of this podcast. And I think it
1: is going to help so many female athletes. And again, if I literally heard this when I was a freshman, I would be like, wow, like, I really needed this. So I'm excited to be part
0: of this. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Been There. We hope you have enjoyed listening and hope to see you on the next one.